Hey friends, this is Ray Chow, and it is March 2023. The year is just off to a start, and as it is, we find that potential nervous energy of rabbit. At the moment of recording, several banks have gone under. Many people I know have lost their jobs, and there is just a palpable sense in the air of unease and disturbance. There is a disturbance in the field. Things are being shaken up and in a big way. And I don't know that this is the end of it, but maybe more the beginning. Now, far be it from a doom or gloom scenario, I think that what this affords us is an opportunity. By this point, we may have all heard that Chinese quote that says, in every crisis, there's an opportunity and there's actually uh, within the Chinese character itself, it's the structure of the word crisis. Um, that there is opportunity. And the opportunity here, I think, is us for, for us to be shaken awake. We all know that since the pandemic, there's been a great resignation. And what has been the source of that resignation? I think an inherent understanding that the way things have been structured isn't really working. There may have also been a sense that what I'm working on maybe isn't as meaningful as what I want to be working on. What I spend most of my hours of my day thinking about, worrying about, and organizing around. Maybe there's something more. And post-pandemic, we have seen somewhat of a return, which has been nice to maybe normal? But was normal ever really normal? Or was it a story that is starting to unravel at the seams? Now again, as this unraveling occurs, maybe there is an opportunity here for us to really evaluate the foundations on which we do our work, we live our lives, we organize ourselves and our communities and our world. Now, that's, again, a lot of change, a big change. And change is hard for people. We don't like change. We want to be comfortable. We don't want to be forced out of our bubble. We want to step out when we're ready. Well, the challenge with that is always taking a little bit longer than maybe is healthy for us or even really what we want. We complain about wanting something but aren't really prepared to make the changes required for it. And so here we have an opportunity 
where we are pushed off the edge of the diving board, if you will, invited in maybe a stronger way by the universe to swim already. And so whether you have been pushed off the diving board (laughs) or you're just feeling the nerves of finally being ready to jump, there is an invitation. What is it that you're being pushed into or pulled towards? I think a lot of us are feeling pulled to share our gifts in a more full and meaningful way. I know I am. The more distress there is in the world, the more of a pull and response I feel to give, to share myself, to do the things that I know that I'm here to do already. Whatever that looks like for you, it might be serving through charity or working for a more meaningful cause or writing that book or starting that land project. (laughs) Whatever it is, you know the feeling. It's a tugging, a sense that there is something more just beyond your reach, sometimes even an aching a despondency, a deep displeasure with the way things currently are, and a hope for something more, more what? More meaningful, more fulfilling, more nourishing, more enlivening. And that energy of aliveness, that energy of fear is so close to the energy of exhilaration, isn't it? If you tune into the sensation within your body of those two energies, they are right up next to each other, maybe even the same. A sense of shaking, maybe quivering of your senses coming alive, taking in the world around you, alertness, presence, and the capacity to act and move. The question is how, where, in what direction? In a time when everything seems like it's on fire, what do you do first? It's easy to feel moved and compelled when There is so much struggle and challenge in the world. And then it can be hard when just when you're ready to respond or have responded to one crisis, another emerges asking for your attention. And then another, and then another. First, a school shooting. Then racial injustice. Then the environment, then women's reproductive rights, then some inane political legal action, or some disconnect between cultures in our country or in our families, 
What is it that you respond to first and then next? And then what happened to that book you want to write or that land project you wanted to start? It's a difficult moment if you're feeling the call to enact change and to offer your gift to the world. There are so many places of need and deep, deep wounding, asking for healing. And yet something that I loved in response to this was a talk that someone gave at an event that I was at. And I I believe this title was something like, the solution is the solution, more solutions. And the whole idea is that everything is interconnected. Every problem is connected with another problem. And instead of it being a doom and gloom talk, it was more about the fact that if you work on any solution, it helps because all of the problems are interconnected. All of the solutions are interconnected too. So if you work on women's rights, that is conducive and supportive because it is connected with racial rights and health and human dignity and even climate. But there is this intersectionality between social justice and climate change has been starting to become a real focus because one is affected by the other. And working on issues of capitalism or politics is connected with all of that too. And so all of a sudden, instead of needing to take on all of the problems of the world, the invitation is that any problem you tackle helps and supports and affects every other. Now, this is a wonderful thing to consider as far as what problems to tackle or issues to work on, but it also reflects itself in the micro as well. A dear friend shared this really beautiful book with me, and I'm forgetting the name, but I'll put it in the show notes, that was written by a physicist about social impact. And the premise of the book is that we have come to understand change in a particular way that it looks like Martin Luther King and groundswells of people mobilizing, that it looks like a certain tipping point of numbers of people getting involved or certain impact measurements. And all of that is to some extent very true. However, what she argues from a quantum physics perspective is that when one part of the system changes, when one part and the information that it embodies and is sending out shifts, you can't help but for the whole system to change and shift as well. That's just how physics works. Everything is connected. And so on a quantum level, one thing changes, everything changes. 
And that goes back to this essence of interconnection. If we are all one, the same thing, and one part shifts, everything has to shift. And so whether action looks like getting involved in any issue of your choosing and activating your gifts and skills there, or if it looks like some deep, subtle, and profound shift within your own heart, you are changing things. And so the question I think here is, what is the work that is here for you to do? What is uniquely yours to share and express? What is it that wants to come alive in you that is a part of this larger puzzle that no one else could quite fill? At a dinner that I was hosting, a friend of mine shared this really beautiful piece of advice, which I think is the crux of this conversation, which is stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Do what is here for you to do. Don't worry about saving everyone or fixing everything. What wants to come from the space of your own heart that is an expression of your aliveness, your unique contribution to the world. And do that. And do that as if that will save the house from burning down. And do that as if it is the answer to the world's problems. And focus on doing that in such a depth and beauty that it can't help but wake others up in the process. As you hear about all of these challenging situations, let it focus you like a laser beam on what it is that you are here to do. Now, some people may have a clearer sense of what it is that they're here to do than others. Maybe there has been a project gnawing at you or a sense that you want to contribute your skills to something more meaningful. Or maybe you are just starting to consider it. Or maybe you're in the middle of consider it and completely lost at sea. <laughs> All of that is fine and beautiful and perfect. Because ultimately, the goal is not the destination. The goal is not to realize or reach this finite point at which we are the epic expression and full expression of everything that we're here to be and doing exactly what we're here to be doing. It is the journey, the unfolding and the realization, and the learning and the becoming that happens on the path 
towards realizing that expression. That expression is like a North Star that is magnetizing, drawing, pulling you towards it. It is the catalyst for desire, for something different, for something more beautiful and more true. And the goal is not to get there in two seconds flat. Because ultimately your purpose in this human experience is the experience part of this. It took me a long time to figure this part out. I used to hear it from one of my teachers all the time and the archangelic energies that they channel. They kept saying, your experience is your purpose. Your experience here in this lifetime is the fulfillment of your purpose. I'll say it again, the experience you are having in this lifetime is your purpose. And so there might be all of these callings, all of these invitations, all of these desires to express more fully. And the getting there is the fulfillment of your purpose. All of the trials and the lessons and the successes and the ahas and the failures and the grief, all of it, all of that, the experience of it is your purpose to go through this lifetime and to feel all the feelings and to have all of the realizations that is the expression of your purpose. And it is so divinely complex and utterly magical and beautiful in its perfection. The way that all of your ancestors have come together and all of the gifts that they have given you and all the traumas that they've given you and all of the people that you engage with and the interactions that you have and the struggles in relationship and the gifts and blessings and friendships and the work that you've done that has made no sense and has been a corporate trap and all of the ahas that you've had about how you don't want to do that anymore and all of the struggles with finding your way and all of the beautiful support that you receive from new friends and new community and all of the ways that you open up and learn and, and become and evolve, that is your purpose. That is the reason for all of it. So yes, we have this, this desire and yes, we move towards it. But every step that you take or don't take, every success that you have or failure or inaction, it's all part of it. And so with that said, I think the invitation is, is to start to wonder. To start to step out onto the path of experience of what your lane is.
What are your gifts? Where and with whom do they want to be shared? What ways do you come alive when you offer what you have to others? What is painful for you to experience as far as not offering your gifts? The struggle that you see in the world? A friend of mine used to host these conversations where he would invite people to answer two questions. The first was, what inspires you? What really makes you expand and invite that breath? Inspire means to breathe. What, what breathes you? What creates an expansiveness in your body, in your spirit? Because if it inspires you, it's waking something up in you. It's resonating something in you. And the second question was, what breaks your heart? What breaks your heart? And so often what breaks our heart is something outside of us that is a reflection of what is within us. Some way in which some deeper part of ourself is contracted, is kept from that breath. Some way in which some part of us is not seen, is not honored, is not experienced for what it truly is, which is beautiful and whole. And so where in the world or in yourself does that heartbreak happen? And it's in between the polarity of these two, the, ins the expansiveness of inspiration. <sighs> and the contraction of this heartbreak, it's between the polarity of these two, that insight is available into what we might be called to. In the polarity, there is an acknowledgement that it is not one or the other, but some third way between. The expansion and the contraction, the possibility, what we believe to be true. Now there are so many other ways of understanding who we are and what our gifts are. There's an invitation to others to share and reflect what they see in us. There are a million ways to know ourselves through everything from astrology to Enneagram, there's a million workshops. 
on owning our story and understanding our essence. And all of those are beautiful and powerful. And just like the solutions, all you need to do is start somewhere. Because ultimately, everything leads back. And once you start, you start to have your realizations and your ahas. You start to try your hand and you learn and you succeed and you fail and you have all of the experiences that you're here to have. And you realize your purpose just by existing, just by sharing your gift, just by doing what it is here for you to do and being who it is that you are here to be. And so as you navigate the waters of this time of change, I invite you to dip a toe in the water or jump fully in. But to know that whatever you do, wherever it is you choose to try your hand first is exactly right. As long as you bring your awareness and presence to the experience of it and realize that that is what it's all about. So I hope this is helpful for navigating this time of uncertainty. Sometimes in times of uncertainty, it's helpful to have something certain. And so maybe let that be that you are right on track. You are doing and being exactly what you're here to do and be, and to just be present for the ride. If there are any ways of being or understanding yourself that have been helpful to you, I invite you to share them in the comments and or to write me and I'll share them back with people. And I'll have many more guests and conversations along the show that dive more deeply into how we understand our gifts and what they are and how to share them. There's probably 20 shows worth of (laughs) insight and conversation there, so I will definitely get to it. But I wanted to start with this first conversation, an invitation to stay in your lane and know that you are offering a critical piece of the puzzle one that no one else can offer to the human experience. And that I am so glad that you are here. Thanks for listening. And I will see you on the road, waving from my lane to yours. Take care, everybody. 